Try one of the smaller dealers. I need parts for a J-Type 327 Nubian. Ah, yes! Nubian! We have lots of that. Pinake! Cabriaco! My droid has a readout of what I need. So, let me take that back, huh? You'll find what you need. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 508, Thrift Wars. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Captain Panaka and Queen Amidala to my Jar Jar Binks, we've got Carl and Silver from Star Wars Thrifting. <laughs> Hello, Jason, Red Group, Blue Group, everybody this way. <laughs> oh, more than more, I love you. Silver. Oh my goodness, we're going to have voices here. I love this already. <laughs> Silver, we're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I know we're kind of talking a little bit off air, but, you know, I love just being in, um, joining a podcast, mainly just to, like, meet new friends and kind of just hang out and talk about this cool space that we're all obsessed with, so... Thank you so much for inviting me into the lair. I appreciate it. The pleasure is all ours, believe me. Um, you have been, oh my goodness, you have just been doing so much awesome thrifting and exciting exploration of Star Wars merchandise um, from flea markets to thrift stores to everything in between. And uh, it's just been awesome to see your uh, your influence just skyrocketing through fandom and understandably so like you're just a kind person who loves like sharing your love of star wars um and uh jason and i are super excited to ask you some questions about all of those adventures you've been on um for the past couple of years now it seems like uh i mean how long have you been doing this yeah, it's so crazy because i think i started during the pandemic um that's when i really kind of just dove straight in. It's really hard to time. What is time anymore, right? Um, so yeah, I'm going to say probably about 20. Ooh, I'm going to say 2020. I think I kind of posted my first my first stuff, um, you know, just kind of decided, well, like, you know, like, I think you just hit, you know, just mentioned that it's all about like sharing, you know, my love for Star Wars. And it's more like, how can I contribute? Mainly, I just really wanted to get connected with people. Um, so I felt the way to do it. And I did not realize that people would take interest into, um, me posting a silly Jar Jar Binks alarm clocks that I found on a garage sale, <laughs> but, um, it's been, it's been really fun. Um, 
just meeting new people, like I said, like such as yourselves and, you know, everyone who just, <laughs> I guess, enjoys like just the crazy uh, random Star Wars merch that's out in the world. Well, I mean, part of part of what we all love about being Star Wars fans is the merchandise, is the toys, is the collectibles and all of that. Even if you're not a quote unquote collector, like everyone's got something Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something Star Wars out there for everyone, and you are just finding all the the weirdest and the most nostalgic things out there. And uh, people just go, "Oh my gosh, I remember when I had this as a kid," or like, "I can't believe that's a product that exists." Um, you know, so like, I still think about the the freaking Jar Jar Binks lollipop from the Phantom Menace, and I don't understand how <laughs> that product was ever greenlit, but. <laughs> It's uh, it's a thing, and that I've, thing. I've seen intact <laughs> ones at Rancho Obi Wan, and that's just bizarre. Um, yeah, <laughs> that Jar Jar Binks lollipop is insane. I mean, the fact that there were people who sat down in a room and said, "Let's make a lollipop of Jar Jar Binks' tongue," and <laughs> we're supposed to—I don't know, you know. Lick the lollipop, suck the lollipop, and um, yeah, let's make it. Let's make it Jar Jar's tongue. So bizarre, but you know, we thank those um, who were in that room and decided to um, decide to to create it. I mean, I don't know. It's wild. I still have not. I do not. I don't own one of those yet. Um, to me, that's probably considered a holy grail at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know. Bef- okay, so if anybody uh, has an extra one, just uh, hand right. it over. Yeah, yeah, just send it, it to it, silver. It belongs to silver. Um, <laughs> yeah, just hand it over. <laughs> well, before we before we dive into some of our more in, more in depth questions, I just for any anybody who's tuning in uh, who may not be plugged into social media and therefore may not know about kind of the adventures you've been up to, silver. Um, could you just like summarize kind of what Star Wars thrifting is all about for anybody who perhaps doesn't know? I mean, I feel like anybody who's on the Star Wars social media fan community is probably following you. And if they're not, they are certainly going to by the end of this episode. Um, but if for anybody who may not be aware of kind of what you do, um, how would you describe sort of what Star Wars thrifting is all about? You know, it's, um, it's honestly, I'm, um, I consider, I, I never really considered myself a collector because when I think of collectors, I think of people who need to complete stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, through time, I've known like you can be a collector for, it doesn't, you know, you don't need to be a completist to complete everything. You don't need to have, you know, you can just easily just say, Hey, I want to collect Star Wars keychains and that's my thing. You're a collector. So yeah, I um again, I'm just a Star Wars collector like many of those and um everyone else and I tend to just document my um my findings and it's just consists of me every weekend going to flea markets, garage sales, um or Goodwills and thrift stores and um picking up abandoned, forgotten uh, pre-loved a Star Wars merchandise and that's kind of really the gist of it. I'm just documenting um, my building my collection and um, a lot of my stuff is just stuff that's been again used and forgotten and um, yeah it's been it's been crazy um, and that's pretty much the gist of it honestly just uh, just sharing my 
I guess my adventure in collecting and documenting, um, you know, building my mini Rancho Obi-Wan that, <laughs> that I have going on here. I, I think what's exciting about what you do is so many of us in our collecting nowadays just go online, just do a Google search, a shop search, and we order something online and it shows up in three to five business days, you know, um, but what you do is you're actually like going out on the hunt and that's nostalgia in and of itself because this is what we all used to do. We didn't have, you know, online shopping for a long time. Um, so I think part of what the appeal is, I think, is is the fact that you're doing it the old fashioned way, if you will. Um, and that's part of the adventure. That's almost as much as a part of the adventure as actually finding the stuff uh, out there, I would, I would imagine. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, honestly, it's just there, there's this thrill that you get when you just randomly will go to this one specific flea market and there just happens to be, um, you know, a Star Wars item and you're just, there's this thing. It's like, wow, I happen to be here at this time at this place and look what I found. Um you just never know what you're going to pick up. And I think that's, for me, that's what's so exciting. Um, do I sacrifice most of my weekends doing it? Yeah, but it's something, <laughs> it's what I enjoy. Like, for me, that's, it's the hobby. It's, for me, it's really relaxing um, to kind of go and lose myself um, at a flea market. And like you just said, it's hunting. It's just, you know, it's, you're just taking your time, going through boxes, going through tables and, you know, looking through junk <laughs> and um you know the thrill that you get when you find this um you know Django Fett figure and you're just like whoa that's cool <laughs> so um yeah it's just it's just, just this thrill I guess of just not knowing what you're gonna pick up um and um I I, I gotta say like there's been moments where I I just think like man I really don't want to get up this early in the morning and head out to the flea market but I mean, there'll be something there that just that makes it totally worth it. <clears throat> I'm so I'm really curious. Uh, insofar as how did how did your love of Star Wars come to overlap with the whole thrifting and and you know garage sales garage sales hunting and and all of this? How did these things kind of overlap? Did one pre-exist the other? Uh, have you been just a, a longtime Star Wars fan that started dabbling in garage bands or garage bands, excuse me, garage sales? Uh, how did how did those kind of how did these two things come together? I well, I've been a Star Wars fan um, probably since I was, you know, 12. I was I well, I was nine when Phantom Menace came out. I you know, my my dad and my uncles, they I've been raised on Star Wars and. You know, I remember going to go see the special editions when they were re-released and then falling in love with my own Star Wars with the prequel trilogy that came out. And um, I think I was like the perfect age for that trilogy. I was elementary school when Episode Nine came out. I was in middle school when Attack of the Clones came out. And then I was in high school where I was actually able to gather my friends and go see Midnight, um, the Midnight premiere, Revenge of the Sith. Like I was able to kind of completely own it. Um but I will say that I was not really big into flea markets and garage sales probably up until I want to say when my brother-in-law got engaged, um, he was finding, you know, he would go to flea markets and try to, you know, find his stuff, um, you know, whatever, 
little knickknacks that they wanted to use for decorations for their wedding. But that was, and this is at this point, this is when the sequel trilogy was out. So that's when I was kind of, all right, I'm, you know, I'm starting to buy Star Wars stuff because I'm an adult and I can afford it. Um, but we were spending a lot of time at the flea market that summer. And then I would just come across like Star Wars stuff and I would just, you know, just be totally in like, you know, it was just really interesting just finding the craziest random things I, for, again, forgot existed. Um, mainly it was a lot of prequel merchandise. Um, as you guys all know, as everyone knows, uh, they made tons of uh, episode one merchandise. So that's the majority of stuff that I would find. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until uh, later. So when the sequel trilogy was out, I think I want to say when Force Awakens had just already been out in theaters. I started to just kind of buy my own, you know, spend money on Star Wars again. Um, but yeah, I want to say kind of happy. I've always been a Star Wars fan, but it happened, um, I guess, when the sequel trilogy came out. And I, that's when I was able to. Um, and then I really got into just being at the flea market. Like my husband, he likes to collect old baseball gloves. And I really got into it with like his side of the family. That's what they like doing on the weekends um, or going like to antique markets. So um you know, they were searching for their own thing. Well, I was kind of into the, the Star Wars stuff that I would see. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Great that you get to kind of do that together, even if the objective is different. Uh <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, they were looking, you know, well, you know, somebody was looking, you know, they were looking at like, uh, you know, antiques and things that cost a lot of money. I was looking at the $5 figures over there and be like, oh, fun and then you know it was just it was like this connection that you get you know just i think that's what it is it's more like the nostalgia that's just the what i really love and enjoy um so seeing like prequel merchandise just really got me excited it just brought me back to a time um and i think that's probably a big part of why i enjoy it it's um it's a feel good with the, the nostalgia feels or or something and um you know i think that's kind of a big part of it Mm. Yeah, it's because it does seem like so many of your so many of your finds, as you kind of insinuated, are kind of Phantom Menace era because of it's kind of just the mass overproduction in uh, mm-hmm. in anticipation for that movie um, is what are what are the types of items that get you the most excited? And I guess kind of a, a, a second follow up question to that is also so not only what gets you most excited, but do you find that there are particular things that you come across most often, if that makes sense? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, well, the things that get me really excited are, um, like, I'm just really into, like, promotion stuff. So uh, I remember finding, a, this is at the beginning of, like, my collecting. This is when I really just, like, kicked in. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I found... There's this vendor who had um, just, it was like storage wars. So he bought a storage unit and had tons of, and it was, it looked like people who packed plates and stuff and they had like wrapping paper, you know, they use random coupons and paper. Within that box, I found this um, Pizza Hut Phantom Menace coupon. And it was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was this, you know, it was from Phantom Menace. They had this entire like Pizza Hut rollout, um, but it was a coupon. It was in perfect condition. I want, I was going wild. I was like, wow. So I asked the vendor, like, dude, how much is this? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he was like, 
uh, you can just have it, I guess. Like, <laughs> it was like, I didn't care about the nice uh, plates that it was wrapped in and what he was selling. I just really wanted that piece of paper that was in that box that was used for storage or cushion or something. Um, so I get excited for any like promotional stuff um <laughs> that really gets me excited um so just like the things that you just really won't see i come across probably the most are just like the three inch figures like i mm. i see just tons of that stuff all the time and um i i've learned my lesson not to just pick up everything i've learned mm. to kind of like restrain myself a little bit um but those are the things that kind of come across are just like any like the quarter inch figures like mm. Quarter inch or three inch figure. I don't know. Three and three quarter. Three and three quarter. Yeah, yeah. Three quarter inch. We all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know what you're talking about. (laughs) You you guys know. (laughs) Yeah, we know. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, I I come across those a lot. Um, And you know, again, I'm not like a person who wants to complete a whole set. Um, You know, I'll pick up. Oh, it's like my favorite characters, and I'll just pick those up. And. I'm curious because uh, so all three of us are more prequel babies than anything else. Um, I'm clearly I'm now I know I'm now the oldest of all of us. Um, but that said, I mean, I was I was 13. Yeah, I was 13 when Phantom Menace came out. Um, also deeply fell in love with the prequels um, to that end, though. So obviously finding a Phantom Menace action figure is not super rare. Uh, if anything, it's quite common. Um, I grew up playing with the Power of the Force 2 line from, you know, 95 through basically the Phantom Menace era. So all the super buff action figures, those were those were my jam. Uh, they they were setting platitudes that I wasn't ready to meet at 13 years old. I'm like, I can't be that bad. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you know t- 12-year-old Carl's taking a steroid so he could be like Luke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but that aside, have you... You know, so obviously none of us grew up with those those vintage figures, right? From seventy seven through eighty three. Yeah. Um, do you ever find any of those? Because obviously those are those tend to be more rare. They tend to be more valuable. But I imagine if you you know roll across some of those in a, in a garage sale or at a, a, a you know a flea market, first off, I imagine they're probably more affordable than buying them through a private collector. But how common is that? And and has it even happened? Have you found yourself stumbling across any of the old vintage figures? You know what? I have a few times. I find more of like the play sets and like mm. vehicles more than anything. Um, which that is, you know, that's really, I don't know. It's really hard for me to kind of, I think for me, like, I just feel like sometimes if I see like a big bin of just figures, like I, that's kind of where you'll have to like find and dig those stuff. Um, so I haven't c- come across like any figures, like vintage ones. I've come across like, just like again, like I said, like the play sets or like more of the vehicles. Cause like for me, I feel like that will pop up more. Um, again, just because I'm not out there searching for um, the figures, I don't really kind of pick through the big bin at flea markets mm-hmm. that you'll usually find. Um, but there, I'm trying, there are a lot of collectors that do. Like they'll, I'll see guys will just literally sit on the floor and they will go through, you know, you know, piece by piece, um, which is so cool. I, again, those, you know, choose your own. Everyone, you know, they that's what they're into. I, you know, that's awesome. Um, I would say it's a little, it's it is a little rare. Also, like the, there's a lot of vendors. They know when something is vintage, and they know when to kind of like up the price a little bit or put it aside 
so they can sell later on eBay. So um, again, just like the figure, like the actual uh, smaller figures are really tough to kind of just, you know, spot out. Um, but I've gotten lucky with, again, some play sets. Um, I actually picked up the Ewok playset. Um, I'm missing a few pieces, but I mean, I can get those pieces on eBay and, you know, go from there. But I was able to score like an actual, I was like, huh, this playset looks familiar. And I pulled up and it was like one of like the trees. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I know what this is. And the next thing you know, I'm like, I'm searching throughout that entire vendor spot looking like trying to complete the, as much as I can the set. But um, yeah, I've gotten, I got really lucky with like the vehicles and stuff um but yeah just like the the vintage figures those are a little more difficult um to come by um again because i just i'm not really searching for them but mm-hmm. i'm sure mm-hmm. they're i'm sure they're i'm sure they're out there so in your excursions out to you know thrift stores and in all these different places uh since you've been doing it for a while Uh-oh. I think we may have lost oh, no. Jason. <laughs> That's okay. Because uh, I have a follow-up question. Um, okay. So it, it's kind of a, a bigger kind of overarching question. Um, how has this experience of doing the thrifting, how has it changed your Star Wars fandom experience? It's changed it in a way where again um the fact that i even have this instagram page and the fact that i share you know i'll share like a random you know little toy that i found at a flea market and just the connections that i built through people messaging me and saying oh yeah you know i used to have that or that's so cool or just hey could you have tips for this and that and it's changed the way i view fandom just because i never really was into going online you know, um, and, you know, just kind of diving into what, you know, again, like fandom in general, it wasn't until the pandemic where I had all the time to kind of, you know, meet friends and meet people and meet other creators who do so much fun stuff. Um, so it's changed the way I view Star Wars because it just made me realize like, wow, like, there's a whole part of fandom, not just collecting. You can actually like, you know, have friends and you can listen to creators, you know, who have podcasts. There's people who write fan fiction. There's people who cosplay and there's artists. And um, for me, that's just been really cool to just really just um, connect with other people and seeing how they express their love for Star Wars just opened my eyes to just how great fandom can be and how enjoyable it can be. Um, you know, sometimes where it may seem exhausting, um, but there's so much good in it, um, just by really just, I think mainly just like with the connections and this has allowed me to kind of, you know, have that connection with people. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, well, and so prior to your, you know, your time doing, doing the, the thrifting adventures, uh, how did you how how did your fandom look like what was your primary mode of expression if that makes sense was it just kind of hanging out with you know a group of local friends who were star wars folks uh was it more just kind of a more personal enjoyment of of the movies and the shows and the stories on your own um you know what what did it kind of look like before you kind of 
uh, it broke into this whole new space that, you know, garnered so many folks that were, were, that got involved and invested. Yeah. You know, honestly, before it was just a personal enjoyment. Um, and that's really what it was. I would talk about it with like family and friends who like Star Wars and I would go online and read the articles and see what, you know, but that's it. That's really all it was. Um, it wasn't until my husband said, hey, let's go to Star Wars Celebration in um, Orlando. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't realize they did that, but sure, let's go. And that's that was that was probably like a big experience for me. That was cool. Um, but again, it wasn't really up until 2020 when we were all at home and I just decided one day to just start a little Instagram page and just post pictures of, hey... I found this Ahsoka book at the Goodwill for 99 cents. This is cool. <laughs> and then I don't know. I just like, I just started to, you know, slowly, you know, people were kind of popping in and, you know, commenting. And that's kind of what it was, really. I, you know, it was always my, I just enjoyed it alone, just with, again, family and friends. And then, you know, I went to Star Wars Celebration and that was a great experience um, for me to get really like obsessive. Um, and kind of like venture off a little bit, but yeah, it wasn't really until I guess the pandemic where I just kind of picked up the phone and started taking pictures. <laughs> what if like, what an, what a great expression. I picked up the phone and started taking, the yeah, pic- taking, pi- started that's... taking pictures though, right? Like that, that is a sentence that wouldn't have made any sense in 1999. <laughs> you picked up the yeah. phone to take pictures. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, that's just what it was. Like I yeah. just, I've always been a Star Wars fan. I've always loved it. I just did not venture enough to go. Like I didn't go in, you know, I just thought, Hey, it's just the movies and you know, this is, this is kind of what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was just really for my personal enjoyment. And, you know, I've always enjoyed it. And, yeah, I didn't realize until when I went to Star Wars Celebration that, wow, there's a lot of fans who also enjoy this stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I just thought, like, wow, this is actually kind of cool to, like, meet friends and stuff. So, um, yeah, it, again, I just don't know. I People just took interest, I guess. <laughs> See what I found that I found out at thrift store, which is so funny, but, um, yeah. Well, a common, I feel like a common question interviewers often have asked George Lucas over the years, or, you know, they might ask Dave Filoni today, um, Kathy Kennedy, this question, which is, you know, what is it about star Wars that's so endearing to folks and why do people still get so invested? So now I want to, I want to kind of turn that question and present it to you silver. And so far as, what do you think? I mean, you have you have really, really garnered a very large following across social media platforms and, and deservedly so. What do you think it is like in your own in your own mind? What do you think it is about what you're offering the fan community that has really excited folks? What I've offered the fan community, yeah. um, I. I don't know, I I think I'm pretty I think when people go on my page, I, I think they just see like. I don't know. I, I, I would just consider like, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think what people have told me, it's really hard for me to kind of like, you know, pinpoint why I think, <laughs> but um, I think people just can see like how sincere it is. I I feel when I, when I post, <laughs> when I post and um, 
you know, and how, how much like joy it brings me. So I, I really hope that that kind of translates um, when others are seeing the page. Um, you know, I think what I really wanted to do when I started it was, especially when we were all going through a very difficult time, you know, with the pandemic and feeling so just alone at times and, you know, just so separated from everyone. Um, what I really always hoped for was that every time I posted something, it would bring some sort of joy. And those messages mean so much to me when people DM me and say, oh my goodness, I forgot I had this toy 30 years ago. Thank you so much for <laughs> reminding me. Now, you know, I, I, I need to go look for it or something or... Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I'm having a good time. I would never want to just feel like I'm doing something out of obligation. So I think I think people know that I'm <laughs> I'm having fun and you know that I really do enjoy it. Um and when you're around people who are having a good time, it's really hard not to not, you know, to not feel the same. So I think maybe that's what it is. I'm just having so much fun and I really just hope that people know that I am and not that I'm like I don't feel obligated to do it, you know. So, um, I think that answered your question. I'm not sure. Oh no, yeah. I tend to, I tend to just ramble. No, on like, it was great. I went, I went all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've always loved this question as it's been presented. Like I said, in you know, in the past mm -hmm. to George or to to other creators, you know, because I I think it's just really fun to hear one of the creators in that world try to express what it is about their creation that speaks to so many people. So I, I really appreciate your response and, and its honesty and its genuineness of, hey, Star Wars brings me joy and these are the th and, and, and it brings me joy in this way. And I just I just try to capture that. Um, and, you know, as as somebody who's been doing a Star Wars podcast for you know 11 years now, I always like to remind myself and Jason, and I do this all the time of like, well, we do this for fun, right? This is not an obligation. This is certainly not a job as much as I'd love it to be. Um, but uh, right, like we do it because we just love talking Star Wars. We we love the companionship that we have together as well as with folks uh, that we've connected with over the years. Um, but you know, from, from my end, so as somebody who is a huge fan of star Wars thrifting, I know that like, it's so great to hear you say what you think is so attractive because that's exactly what I find so attractive about the things you do is you, you go on adventures. I mean, you really, you yourself encapsulate the feeling of star Wars. Star Wars is an adventure, you know, that, that invites us all into it to get kind of lost in that story. And then you go out every weekend and have adventures. You know, I look, I mean, I'm sitting here at my house most of the time. I'm like, well, I haven't left my house except for work today. But luckily, Silver's out there doing a great life, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> kind of vicariously living through you. Um, but, you know, you, you're out there having adventures and you're out there interacting with people and probably, you know, gathering stories, not not only at thrift stores and at the flea markets, but then also the the DMs that you elicit every time you post something. Um, so like as a fan of Star Wars thrifting, I can fully assert that what you provide Star Wars, <laughs> the Star Wars community is a sense of joy and wonder. And, and those are the things that have always drawn me to Star Wars and your pages perfectly encapsulate that. Um, so like as, as nothing more than a fan of what you do, like I, I just applaud you and, and feel incredibly gracious for you making the time to share the things that fill you with joy. Because I think, uh, it, it, 
it itches that same uh, it scratches that same itch among so many of us who uh, who remember the joy of going on the hunt, who remember, you know, being at Toys R Us or at your local, you know, uh, your local store and just kind of browsing through the toy section, looking for those figures that you wanted. Uh, you're out there doing it um, and, and then offering that back to us to just purely get to enjoy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so awesome what you do. <laughs> You know, I, well, I honestly, I really, I really appreciate that. Everything you just said, that just really, it means, it means a ton. So I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, your kind words. So thank you so much. That really, um, yeah, that's really sweet. And I feel, yeah, makes me, makes me feel good. So thank you so much. Um, and I really, again, I really, really appreciate that. Um, you know, there is a lot of way, um, Again, I talked about how like everyone there's way people can express their love for Star Wars, whether it's, you know, you know, doing the podcast or um, again, people express themselves through art, uh, people express themselves through writing, um, through cosplay and stuff. And, you know, that's exactly what it is. Like, this is just my way of expressing mm -hmm. myself um, and it's just giving me an outlet um also to really just completely like own like how much i do love this place i do love i do love star wars and completely own it you know um when i was in high school it really wasn't cool to like star wars you were just like you know and the fact that we get to actually freely well now i'm just at the age where i don't care what you think this is just who i am um <laughs> I feel like when you hit 30 fact, those things just like go yeah I, mm, this is <laughs> who i am but you know I, it, again it just really does bring me joy i always want to contribute positivity as much as i can um especially how fandom can be tricky where you know there's just a lot of discourse sometimes and um you know i i like to just think that when you come to my page you you know it's i just want you know i just try and provide like just just pure content <laughs> like <laughs> I know I'm going to go to this page and I'm just going to see some Star Wars merch and that's cool too. Um, so yeah, I, I try and, um, you know, I just try and keep it positive, um, you know, as much as I can also um, just cause that's pretty really what I want to put out um, into the world. Yeah. And, and, and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I'm just thinking about even, um, you know, the way we've always done things is, uh, oh, overall, kind of the way we we we've always structured Wampa's Lair is to kind of be the show where where we just kind of get to talk about the things in Star Wars we love. You know, there's a lot, especially now there are hundreds of Star Wars podcasts out there, and so many good ones. But a lot of them are very news focused, right? Like, here's all the things that just came out. We're going to talk about those. And while we certainly do that on occasion, especially when there's big things like new movies being announced or new television shows, of course we're going to talk about that. Uh, but we've kind of always gone with this, like, oh, we want to be an evergreen show, right? Like 10 years from now, you could listen to a topic and be like, oh, that's still that's still relevant. That's still fun to listen to. Um, but like you, it's it's always been from the context of we want to spread positivity. We want to just we're out here to talk about what we love about Star Wars. And even when there are things in Star Wars that we don't particularly love, I mean, there's and now that there's so much content, there's there is going to occasionally be something you didn't particularly enjoy as much as something else. Uh, but it's just how you choose to talk about it, right? Like you can, I have no problem saying like, well, that didn't work for me. Um, and here's maybe even here's why it didn't work for me and not for the point yeah. of like saying 
this didn't work and therefore it's not good Star Wars and you're an idiot for liking it, right? But just more of yeah. here's why it didn't, you know, it didn't work for me. Here's kind of why because it's I think yeah. it's important to be able to just back up what you say, but it's never to the point of to to, to deride or degrade something. Um, and I think something I really appreciate about what you've done with your pages is that it is it is just kind of this regular invitation to like a joyful nostalgic trip um but you also you know i think when pertinent and necessary you know when really toxic things happen in the star wars fan community you also just kind of remind folks where you stand which i think is also an important thing as star wars fan creators is you know when when there are really really nasty things out there in the fan community just to remind the folks that follow us that like we're on this, we're on the light side here, right? Like we, we care, yeah. we care for, for love and acceptance and, and representation of all folks across the fandom. So like, I feel like while you are a consistently positive, here's what I'm providing. You also, when necessary, you know, are not, are not afraid to also just speak up and just say, Hey, this isn't a judgment call, but here's where I stand on, yeah. you know, this particular movement. Right. And it, and it is a tricky place to be sometimes in this yeah. community. But you, you- but you have to, you yeah. know, you there's there's moments where you kind of just really have to and just, hey, you know what? This is where I stand. Um, and if you don't agree, then maybe I'm. this is probably not the place for you um, type of thing. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's times where you just kind of really have to, especially during these these times, you know, yeah, um, where you kind of have to be that, you know, that voice and um you know, sometimes I, I feel like I do, if I have, you know, a decent bit of a following, I feel like I, I sometimes, I you know, it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky thing, but also I'm for the people, man, I'm for yeah. the people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the people, you're not a, for love. <laughs> yeah, you're not afraid to call for a vote of no confidence in toxic fandom. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, um, so kind of getting back on track of, of the adventures, um, of, of your, you know, thrifting experiences. I'm really curious if you've ever stumbled across something that just, you were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I found this. Has, has there ever been something like that in your, in your adventuring? I feel like I've, I've had, quite a bit of those yeah and it's so every time people ask me that question I, I hit a stump like I'm just like I you know I don't um let's see I'm trying to think recently what did I get recently um yeah there was there was a, a pretty cool thing that I did I did I, I did find um and I went to I was visiting I have um, my grandparents have family in Yuma Arizona so um, they were making a trip last year, two years ago, and I went with them um, just because, you know, I just wanted to go with my grandparents and, you know, just make sure they were okay and, you know, just needed a tra- they needed a travel buddy. So I went. So I went to, um, you know, while they were at the house, I, I said, you know, I'm going to go check out this little antique store in downtown. So I went to, um, I was in Yuma, Arizona, went downtown, this little antique store. Um, stumbled upon um, this little corner area where they had a bunch of paper, newspaper, magazines. So I'm digging through it. Um, I came across a Yuma Sun newspaper of um, 
It was May 1982, and it was their entire coverage of Revenge of the Jedi because, as we know, um, Return of the Jedi was filmed in Yuma, Arizona when they filmed that whole um, the sail barge scene, um, and they overtook that little small town in the desert. Um, but yeah, I found this... I want to say it's like 10 pages of, you know, the Yuma Sun newspaper exclusive coverage to um, Revenge of the Jedi while they were filming on location. Um, Yeah, it's to me, I can't believe I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just wild. I mean, I I have a frame now, um, but yeah, that thing was just like crazy. I mean, again, I... It was one of those, I was at the right place at the right time. I decided to go last minute with my grandparents to Yuma, Arizona, uh, a place that I frequent when I was a kid. I've been there plenty of times. And, you know, I do know, yeah, Star Wars was filmed here at one time. You know, I've heard the stories. But um, to find their 10-page, you know, little coverage of what was the movie revenge of the jedi um and this was a year before the movie came out it was crazy there's exclusive interviews there is you know um just stories from the extras that were on set um you know just a lot of the for all the folks that work there um it's crazy it was like a nice little i can't I, again I, i'm still i can't believe i found it but it was just one of those moments like i happen to be all the way in arizona i'm in california i happen to be in arizona um and just stumbled upon this little antique um antique store that had this newspaper it was pretty wild <laughs> that's so that's so cool um so all right so one more question i have about the thrifting stuff and then i kind of want to i want to ask you a little bit about this this garage you're building um do you so it seems like you do go out pretty much do you go out every weekend I go out every weekend. Okay. I go out every weekend. Yes. I um people think I'm crazy for waking up at five in the morning on Saturday and Sunday not sleeping in. But I my body does not my body, my mind does not let me sleep. So I'm out at the flea market. I get my coffee and I'm out there sometimes when it's still dark outside. Um right at the gates at five thirty in the morning. You don't need to go to celebration, you're living it every weekend. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so crazy. I, I know. I, um, it's funny. And the some the some weekends when I can't do it, whether I'm out of town or, you know, family stuff come up, I, you know, and I can't make it. It's uh, drives me crazy. Drives me crazy <laughs> that I'm not out there. <laughs> uh, now, would you say like what is the percentage of times you're out that you also find Star Wars product? I mean, are we talking like every time you go out, you find at least something, or or have there been times where you go out and you're like, oh no, Star Wars item this time, and 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 if that happens, are you like, oh nuts? <laughs> you know, um, definitely at the flea market, there will always be something Star Wars. Um, especially the flea market I go to is it's pretty big. Um, Though, but sometimes I won't, I'll come back with nothing because it's maybe like, oh, I, you know, I really don't need this item, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of, I also go to the flea market for other things. Like, you know, I, I'm into like retro gaming. So, you know, I'll look for video games also or I'm really into VHS collecting. So no matter what, I'm walking away with something out of the flea market. Um, 
But um, yeah, you know, sometimes it just won't work out where I, I'll come back and, you know, I, as far as percentage, um, I want to say, I probably want to say, no, I'll probably say like, I, I'll come back. I'll come back with something Star Wars. Um, probably like 70% of the time. That's a, that's a good number. <laughs> that's still a lot. That, yeah, that's still that's a lot, a right? Number. I know it sounds, it sounds wild, but it, it's true. I, you know, I'll, I'll come back. Some days I'll come back with a whole wagon full of stuff or, you know, I'll just have an item. Um, but I, I'm coming away with something Star Wars usually. A hundred percent of the time it's something. It, it's other. I'm walking my car. I never walk back with my car empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, well, as I mentioned, and again, for anybody who follows you, they're probably well aware of this garage that has quickly been converted into Rancho Silver. Um we can work on the name. Yeah, I see that. That maybe that does that may not ring true. Um, I kind of like it. It's kind of uh, funny. <laughs> but um, so uh, Jason and I have been fortunate to get out to Rancho Obi Wan twice, and it's. I mean, it is a heck of an experience. Um, and you've been, yeah, I know you've been there because I've seen the photos. Um, it's. I mean, that is a magical place to be. Um, but I think. Uh, something I love about the space you've been building, obviously, you know, you don't have a super long old chicken coop to display all these things in, and you were not a former Lucasfilm employee, so don't have the same access as Mr. Sansweet. Um, but all that aside, right? Like I really loved Rancho and it, it is kind of this neat, almost history lesson into Star Wars collectibles and Star Wars items, but I feel like the space you're cultivating is very much your own, right? Whereas um, mm-hmm. Steve almost seems to be preserving Star Wars history. It's this more museum uh, purview, if you will, for how he chooses to set his space up. Whereas yours is it, and, and I might be um, insinuating too much here, so please correct me. Um, but it seems very personal, right? Like you're you get to cultivate that space to what I imagine matters most to you. So. To that end, you know, when you are setting things up in your in your garage there or, or rearranging things, how, what's in your mind? What are you tr- what are you trying to uh, create in that space? You know, you, you just said that Rancho Obi-Wan is like a magical place. Um, and I totally agree with you. Um that's probably like my biggest inspiration as to why I wanted to kind of have that, that space. Um, I think I kind of wanted to create a magical space for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, everything in that garage is very personal. Um, I actually did like a mini walkthrough with on over the weekend with uh, blast points over the stream. And um, we were kind of showcasing it a little bit, but where Steve Sansweet has like actual Star Wars history, I have history of my own with these items. Like mm. I can tell you almost where, when, um, how I got this uh, particular item. Um, so it's very personal to me, and it's definitely like my little happy corner, my happy space. Um, I'm very fortunate that my husband allowed me. <laughs> said, "Go ahead, take over the garage." <laughs> Um, 
you know, so for our normal garage stuff, we had to actually get an outdoor shed for like our, you know, real normal garage stuff. And I completely took over that, um, you know, the garage, but it, it is, I mean, it's, it's just his, it's the history that I have with my relationship with Star Wars and the positive and the joy I felt the last couple years. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, this, what I've done, this hobby has kept me sane, kept me, um, you know, grounded uh, the last couple years. And it's brought me immense joy. Um, so every piece in that garage, there's a story behind it. Um, there's this one specific item in my garage that's so meaningful to me. Um, Joe, who is a, a flea market vendor who's there every Saturday, 89 years old. And goes every Saturday, just sells his collection. Just the sweetest man you'll ever meet. And I've just grown, like, have had this friendship with him just by talking to him and stuff. Doesn't have a lot of Star Wars stuff. He's not a big Star Wars collector. He, like, sells, like, his old, like, vintage toy trucks that he's had and just other other cool stuff. But just talking to him every weekend. Um, he gave me his original Star Wars book. Um, <laughs> he's had for years. This book is beat up, but it's probably like one of my most prized possessions in that, in in the garage, just because of how personal it was. Um, and just again, how much it represented our little friendship. And he just gave it to me, and he said he's had it, you know, for years since 1979. And um, he said he read the book like eight times, but he wanted me to have it because he knows I like Star Wars. The book is beat up. Um, it's even like a little masking tape on the side, trying to, you know, hold it together. But, um, things like that, I think like small things like that, that for me, is just so personal to have. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's just the gist of it. It's, it's the history of my relationship with, uh, my Star Wars, uh, Star Wars. And what I hope is when people come and visit and hang out. Um, you know, we could pop in and watch a Star Wars movie and just kind of sit <laughs> people like take it all in of like, oh, well, this, this is crazy. You know, I had my uncles um, come visit the other day um, and they were just like, this place is cool, man. I'm like, I know. This, this is wild. So what I hope is really ultimately I want it to be like the, the place we hang out during the summer. Um, you know, my, my, my biggest thing, what I enjoyed growing up in the summer was going to your friend's house, playing video games, watching movies in the garage, um, ordering pizza and just having a good night. That's kind of what I hope that place is going to be um, eventually. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just, it just represents, I guess, the love that I have for this thing. That's incredible. I love that so much. Um, it reminds me a lot of, uh, when the first time Jason and I got to go to Rancho, um, you know, Steve came out at the end and, you know, was willing to take any questions. And my question to him was, you know, for those of us who don't have a massive chicken coop to create a Star Wars space for, you know, what is your suggestion like to how to display your Star Wars stuff if you have a smaller space? And he said uh, two things and, and they've stuck with me for all these years. And first thing he said was, well, he said you can always go the route of taking some of the action figures you have and making right recreating scenes or something like that right like recreate scenes or or elements of the stories you really love 
he said, or you can tell your own story with Star Wars, right? Like you kind of showing your own evolution with your relationship with Star Wars. Um, and he also said, you know, if you have a smaller space, but a lot of a collection, he goes, it's important to, you know, refresh it every now and then, you know, put things away, bring something else out to life, uh, like let it breathe, let it, let that, let that story kind of surround you. Um, and that's really what I've done a lot of with, with the space that I have. And, and I love hearing what you said is how, how personal this collection and this display gets to be, um, because I know that's like I, I am fortunate enough to have an entire room in my apartment that I that it's gotten to be a Star Wars room. And uh, I certainly have some things that are just kind of always out and they're they're kind of the most prized possessions of my fandom. And the majority of those things might be worth fifteen dollars on eBay, but it's not about what they're <laughs> worth, you know, price wise. It's about what they mean to me and the stories that that I hold dear to them. Um, so I love to hear that that's kind of what you're cultivating as well. Um, Jason, I know you were having some, some tech issues, so I'm glad you're back. Um, and to that end, so, so we've, we've been talking a little bit about silver's been converting this, this garage at her home into kind of her own Rancho silver, um, you know, similar to, to Rancho Obi-Wan. Um, so I want to, I know you, you know, you were, you were kind of out there for a second with, with, uh, Don't you just love Windows updates? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, uh, you know, they were blocking your transmissions. So uh, I want to, I want to make sure you've got some time to also ask uh, any of the other questions that you had for Silver. Yeah, sure. And apologies if you've already, if if Carl's already asked you this question, um, but I have to know in scrolling through your Instagram, um, I need to know the story about this Jumbo Jar Jar plush, the (laughs) FAO Schwartz Jumbo Jar Jar plush. Because I need one of those, and I need to know the story behind that one. So <laughs> for any of those who don't know, uh, Silver's got a picture on her Instagram uh, that this Jumbo Jar Jar plush is about four, four and a half feet tall, it looks like. Yep, yep. On a pier. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I don't only just thrift when I'm at home. Um, if I'm <laughs> if I'm traveling, if I'm visiting, if I'm on vacation, I will take time of my day, and my husband knows this too, um, to go thrifting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, earlier, well, last year, um, yeah, so I went to Seattle, um, you know, just for a quick trip, uh, we actually drove, we took the dogs and, you know, drove to Seattle and stuff. And, um, I was, I, 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 I was scrolling on a Facebook market, uh, nearby where I was, um, and somebody was getting rid of getting rid of this. It said star Wars toy. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I clicked it and they didn't really vague, right? It was just a Star Wars toy. And I'm like, what is that? You know, so I kept blurry picture too. And I asked, I was like, is that, is that, do you know what character that is? I, I know what character that was, but I was trying to like, really like be like, well, what is this thing? Um, And she said, yeah, it was um a, a star, it's a Star Wars stuffed animal. It's really tall. Um, And I said, oh, okay. Um, She's like, yeah, I'm letting it go for like fifteen dollars. I'm like, oh, cool. I, you know, can you can I get another picture? She sent me a picture, and it was the you know a huge four and a half 
foot Jar Jar Binks. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Um, normally when I see something, I'll Google it, um, research, or I go to Instagram and I'll show people pictures and I'll be like, who knows? What is, what is this? Can someone elaborate more? Um, but yeah, um, it was on Facebook Market. Um, so she was about 30 minutes away from Seattle. And I told my husband, I said, can we drive 30 minutes outside Seattle for this Jar Jar Binks plushie? <laughs> and he said, sure, why not? So he's like, yeah, I guess let's do it. So, um, yeah, I was in the middle of my Seattle trip and drove 30 minutes out. Um, mind you, it was uh, raining and cold. I've never, you know, not familiar with the area. Um, you know, she could be very well giving me a, a fake address and who knows what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, I ended up driving and picked up this uh, Jar Jar Binks and the reaction that I got on on Instagram um, when I uh, put his seatbelt on and he was just sitting in the back seat <laughs> of our car the remainder of our trip. Um, so I had to get a So, you know, had to get a photo op with him at the pier when I headed back to Seattle. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. But, you know, she... I jumped at the opportunity. I said, I'm going to drive 30 minutes outside of Seattle for this thing. Um, I can't believe you got that for 15 bucks. You know, what's so funny is that I've had, you know, uh, some friends online who knew I was in Seattle in their hometown um, messaged me and said, of course, Star Wars thrifting would be in my town and somehow get this Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> you know, under, right under our noses. <laughs> and I made out like a bandit. <laughs> I, said, it, I, awesome. I said, she, she had that thing posted for eight months and none of this yeah. is on none of your guys' radar. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> mine now. <laughs> oh, it'd yeah. been so great if you, if you arrived at this person's house and you're like, all right, uh, I'm here for that Jar Jar, and she just looks at you and goes, "We still going underwater now, Okie Day." Yeah, Okie Day. We still going underwater now, Okie Day. Oh, I might warn on you. Gang is no liking outsiders, so don't expect a warm welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, oh, well, all right. I, Go ahead, Jason. What are you gonna say, Carl? Carl, have you uh, have you asked? Uh, silver our our standard wampas layer no questions that was that was what i was going to go to next so uh silver we have two questions we always love to ask folks who who've come on the show for the first time and they're mainly just my favorite questions to ask anytime i meet a new star wars fan um and these my answers to these questions is part of why we're doing a podcast correct yeah 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 (laughs) all those years ago jason had great answers Um, I mean, there's there's nothing in, there's nothing ingenious about them, but uh, I just the first question I have is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie and why? Ooh, uh, yikes! Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and I'm sorry. <laughs> my goodness, um, I, I don't think it surprises anybody. I'm going to say Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> Oh, that's you're so good. Good company here. <laughs> yes, Attack of the Clones is. My God, the, one of the best Star Wars movies, and we would not have a lot of the content and stories that we have today had a lot of the things that have happened in that movie kickstarted a lot of things. So you're welcome, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> everyone. 
It is Attack of the Clones. Attack yeah. of the Clones is my baby, my 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 favorite movie of all time. Um, and it is it's the movie that solidified my love for Star Wars, where I inherited Star Wars because of my family with the original trilogy, and I just thought, okay, well, you know, you guys are forcing this upon me. It's great. I love it. Um, you know, Phantom Menace was my you know first Star Wars movie theater experience, and that was fun. But Attack of the Clones, when I saw that, I said no. I'm a Star Wars fan. I actually love this stuff. This is great. So Attack of the Clones, baby. All day, every day. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Jason the and I. The only reason Attack yep. of the Clones isn't my number one is because I have so much nostalgia for Return of the Jedi. Um, it's oh, the t- only reason. The only reason. Um, <laughs> but they're real close. They're real close. Return, <laughs> Return of the Jedi is is probably, you know, Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace are like my comfy movies. I can put those mm. both on and feel comfort. Um, Return of the Jedi. I want to say Return of the Jedi is the first like stuff I saw visually, like my earliest memory, I feel like. Because uh, I remember being really scared with some of the scenes. Um, but I love Return of the Return of the Jedi. Is, oh, that's another. Oh, that's. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh God, Return of the Jedi is so good. They're all great, but my goodness. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we. Are, I mean, we. It's funny before before doing this podcast, I always really enjoyed Attack of the Clones, um, and uh, it's you know over the last decade, Attack of the Clones has become a top three Star Wars movie for me. Um, I mean, it's just so good, and like you said, I mean, it's chock full of world building. You know, uh, so like you said, so much of what we have today is thanks to Attack of the Clones. Um, So, yeah, love the heck out of that movie. Uh, And then the other question we always love to know from folks is who is your favorite Star Wars character? Feel free to list a few. I know it's tough to just do one. So feel free if you got a couple you not you got to give shout outs to feel free. Um, you know, um. My favorite Star Wars character, I would have to say, is Rey. Um, I, I love them all, but I think Rey came at a perfect time for me at where I was um, in life. Um, you know, and I, I, I just really connected with her. And to feel really connected with a character on screen and, you know, just everything just kind of it changed she was been really important to me um so i'm just gonna really go based off that is that just ray just really just came at a perfect time um in my life where i needed someone to really look up to um in this galaxy far far away so um yeah i i have to say ray for me I, i i i have a lot of characters that i love and enjoy but um purely just for she came at the right place at the right time um so yeah that's uh, awesome well Maybe right. quick follow-up then how excited were you when we found out daisy's coming back oh it was it, it was um you know i i was watching the live stream uh i think it was four and three thirty in the morning when they had the lucasfilm show panel and i was i was um it was ugly tears on my hoodie um <laughs> and it was I, I to be honest, I'm still I I'm still riding that high. I still can't <laughs> believe it. I almost I almost dropped the f bomb here on your channel. I'm That's sorry, okay. but I still can't <laughs> believe it. It's um it's great. I I'm happy. You know I 
I think what's really hard for me, and I think I've dealt with this with Revenge of the Sith, is the end of something. Um, and, you know, it was I, I, I was just scared that we were going to, it was just going to be the end of her story for a very long time. Um, I always had a feeling that we would get Ray back. Um, I just thought maybe 20 years down the line or something. Um, I am so happy that she's coming back and um which can soften the blow of me being really sad that her story ended mm. 2019 so it's you know it just makes me happy that we can kind of check in with her and see what she's been up to um i just think daisy ridley is so great and you know we're really lucky to have an actress like her um you know to portray this character so Heck yeah, I'm heck excited. I, I honestly I can't put into words how I feel. I mean, I I um I really cried and screamed. Like I know when people say I cried and you know, ah, did you really cry? No, I legit was just like, what is happening? Um, you know, de- delirious at like four in the morning. But I am just over the moon, so excited. Um, yeah, just really happy to have have Ray back. And she's a scavenger. She's hello. Like we are just, like, yeah. I just. I just feel like I get it. I get it, girl. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Cool. So. Oh, has there, anybody, you, there you go. Has uh, <laughs> has anybody been? Uh, has anybody made a, uh, a a a fan art drawing of Silver in Scavenger Ray garbs yet? Because I feel like that needs to happen. Someone I. You know, a friend did it, and it's been kind of like. Let's see. I have it here somewhere. Um, yeah, I have it here somewhere, but yes, I do. And I may, I, I'm actually maybe working with an artist now who's actually, um, upgrading that look, um, to maybe throw some stickers on. I don't know. Excellent. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, well, well. Oh, I was like, I'm the not, turns I'm like, have I'm, tabled. I'm like, someone, someone, make me a sticker with me on here, with me as <laughs> there you go. Someone dressed as Ray, please. Um, yeah, no, yeah, uh, definitely. My favorite. I have a lot. I have a lot of favorite. It's really hard to choose, but um, I, I, for me, that was kind of like the easy way out. This is be like, yeah. She always, she always, a- she always pops up. She always pops up. And when people say your favorite characters, it's always like, I have a lot, but it, this, I, yeah, it's always Ray for me. Uh, there's no wrong answer in this in this so uh that's great and and it's always great you know when when your favorite character is someone that you uh oh that's, oh, that's great that is great for the yeah, record she so is good. uh showing us the yeah. the sketch of oh, her that's as, really good uh scavenger right that is fantastic um but yeah it's always great when you have uh a very personal connection to your favorite character um i don't my favorite character in Star Wars is R2-D2, but I just love the guy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've always loved him. I always will. R2-D2 is so great. I love R2-D2. I mean, I love I love them all. I I love them all. I also love Captain Tarples. Like, yes. <laughs> you're speaking our language. Captain, Tar- Captain Rue Tarples lives his Will always be a legend for me, but absolutely, my guy. That's my guy. Took down General Grievous. I know. Why do we not talk about exactly. it? Exactly. People don't talk about that enough. Yeah, we got to have a whole history breakdown of who Captain Tarples was. 
That's oh, that's man. the comic series we all deserve. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ouch time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, Silver, before we let you go, uh, one final question I have is uh, for – because I do think you represent something really spectacular in Star Wars fandom. First and foremost, just because you share your passion and joyfulness of Star Wars, which, again, we all need more of every day. Um, but you've also – I mean – you've really like garnered a following. And and again, I don't, I don't mean to imply that like numbers are everything or, or that that's all that matters. But I think, I think folks are drawn to content creators like yourself who kind of have a unique vision, have a unique way of presenting things. And I mean, again, like thinking of, you know, like what you do with your Instagram, it's not it's not always just pictures, right? Like, yes, I mean, I would say that's the majority of probably what you post is are these just really fun photos of all the great things you find. But you also make these really fun videos where, you know, you're showing what you're watching on the VHS player or, you know, you use these really cool like, uh, you know, filters and you make really fun content. And I think what's really clear is that you're somebody who just has fallen in love with this craft and you're continually perfecting it. Um, and I think it's a real gift. So my question to you is to all those other Star Wars content creators out there and our, um, Jason and myself included, what is, what's your advice? What's your advice to Star Wars content creators right now um, in you know just continuing to do what we do? What, what would be just a, a blanket piece of advice you would like to offer to folks? You know, honestly, just have fun um, and don't be shy to share when you're having fun. I think people get caught up sometimes of like what, you know, posting the perfect, you know, piece of content or whatever, but just have fun, be yourselves, um, be silly. Cause I, I, I really feel like why I like to follow people is when I feel like they're authentic and having fun. So, um, like I said earlier, I just, I hope when people check my, my, my content out, I hope they just feel fun rating off the, off the screen and, um, you know, just tap into what you love the most. And like, I think that just really resonates with a lot of people. Um, so just have fun. Um, you know, I post those. I'm just really into like VHS tape. So, you know, <laughs> silly videos of me popping in a VHS tape and, you know, um, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wish I can, I, you know, I, that's kind of what it is. I just have fun and, you know, I try not to let views or clicks, you know, get me down and stuff. But I think what people really enjoy is just, you know, people having fun. So I would just say, just keep having fun and share what you love. Don't, you know, and just keep doing it. Keep sharing it. I, you know, there's, there's people out there who will enjoy it. And, you know, again, when you're not having fun, that's probably like the time to kind of reassess. But if you're just having a blast um, and just share that with other people, because I'm telling you, there's people out there who, who need wholesome content and who need, you know, who may need to see your post that day. You you never know. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, just do that and, like, you know, build connections and friendships and, 
you know, just that's kind of what it is. Um, I like to be kind of interactive on my story sometimes. Like I'll like, you know, post polls or whatever. Um, that's kind of, I think people kind of like, people want conversation. People mm -hmm. want to feel included in the conversation. So, you know, kind of allow that, you know, on your, when you're, you know, when you're posting content, but just mainly have fun. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's some solid advice. And, and uh, absolutely. Cause at the end of the day, even like you said, you know, right, it, even if you're not getting all the clicks or getting all the, the, the likes, if you're having fun, that's all that matters. Right. Um, that, that should be the, that should be the end of that discussion. Um, now Jason, I know in, in the, yeah. um, go ahead. Sorry. In, in the immortal words of Palpatine, just do it. So, um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, um, well, b before we before we kind of close this out, Jason, was there anything else that you wanted to ask to Silver? Because I know, again, y y we had some tech difficulties there for a minute. So I, I want to make sure that there's nothing lingering on your mind that we don't get out there. Um, I, I think I'm good for now. I, I just uh, really grateful that you were able to come on the show, have some fun with us. And uh, now I'm definitely going to start looking around and making some little fun stuff around my apartment tour. So uh, I need to update some of my displays. I literally like there's a, a display up on my desk and I stood up too fast the other day and just slammed into the desk and all the figures fell over. And oh, I've been there before. <laughs> and I've just kind of left. I've just kind of left them because I'm like, uh, the longer I leave them falling over, the more I'll want to just replace the whole display and start over again. So I think I think this weekend's going to be a, a a redo weekend for me. <laughs> I dropped a few things because I was streaming here all weekend, and I, I just they're there. I haven't picked it up, but I can tell you that there's a Babu Frick's foot sticking out at that corner with a General <laughs> Grievous mask in there, and. Um, uh, a Chewbacca, uh, I'm sorry, a Watto body pillow, all tucked in that corner because they all fell. And I, I'll get, I'll get to it eventually. There's just other <laughs> stuff that I'm just like, uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But I know your pain when that happens. It's just like, that's great. Oh my like, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, my my first reaction was, ow, my knee, and then, oh no, as yeah. everything just toppled. I was like, oh, well, yeah, especially, that happened. Yeah, when the shelves start getting crowded and you're trying to reach something to get to the back part, but then your arm goes this way that everything just falls out. You're just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave this room and deal with it later. You're just like, yeah, ouch, but I get it. Hey, <laughs> it's just part of it. It's part of the it's part of the fun. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah, um, indeed. Uh, well, before we before we wrap this up, um, Silver, uh, for anybody who may not be aware of how they can follow you and interact with with your pages, uh, what are the details? How can folks find you? I'm on Instagram at uh, Star Wars Thrifting, um, Star Wars underscore Thrifting. I'm on Twitter at Star Wars Thrift, so you can check me out um, and see what I've been up to. I'm mostly 
again, you'll see a lot of activity on the weekends. Um, post I'm constantly posting in my stories, kind of like the point of view of what I'm, you know, what I'm doing. So be on the lookout. I have not updated my YouTube channel um, in over a year. However, um, I'm getting back into the vlogging business because of my garage, and I kind of want to share more videos. Um, so I'll be. I'll be pretty active there pretty soon. We're just kind of finishing up some loose ends on this on my side, but um, yeah, I'll be I'll be getting back into the vlogging stuff, um, which to be really excited. I probably have like six videos that are ready to just like to um, I'm ready to upload. But yeah, just uh, yeah, just Star Wars thrifting. Um, that's where you'll find me on the internet. <laughs> uh, super excited that you're going to bring up these vlogs then. Cause uh, yeah, I, I love every time I get a, a window into that, into that star Wars room of yours. It's, it is magical. So super excited to, to get in on that. Um, and, and again, thank you so much for making the time to, to come on. I know it was a, it was a full weekend for, for every Star Wars fan in their own way, experiencing the joy of celebration. But as you said, you were so busy live streaming this all weekend, waking up at 3, 4 a.m. So I know how exhausted you must be. So thank you so much for making time to, to be on the show with us this week. It's, it's really been a treat. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. And um, I really appreciate that. This was really fun. Um, again, this is why I love doing this stuff is to be able to you know meet new friends and just have a conversation so i really appreciate you guys inviting me to the wampa layer well thank you so much for coming and thank you for putting up with my technical difficulties i will never forgive windows uh for interrupting <laughs> this um that means you have to invite but, me back on that yeah, means you have to invite yeah. back on no problem exactly <laughs> Exactly. That, that will not be a problem. And <laughs> next time, we don't have to talk about thrifting. We can talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about. So, Captain. Uh, like Captain Tarples. Exactly. Yeah. Like the Captain Tarples. Episode, okay? <laughs> All right. Excellent. We, we will we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, Carl, uh, where can people get in contact with us if they enjoyed this episode and want to share some of their uh collecting and thrifting finds yeah uh well we are on instagram at the wampas lair and we're also on twitter at wampas lair uh, and you can always email us at wampas lair podcast at gmail.com excellent uh anything else before we close down this episode no just uh thank you so much again silver for being with us thanks guys excellent Yes, thank you, and thank you everyone for listening to episode 508 of the Wampus Lair podcast. This has been Thrift Wars. For Carl and Silver, I'm Jason. We'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.